0: What's something man how how you doing today
1: good darren thank you for having me on
0: yeah um, uh, this is um i'm interested because uh in in chatting with you because you have a very interesting career and you like you have two careers kind of that kind of intersected and and then um but we'll we'll get into that so um i mean first well where where are you where are you based
1: I'm based in Los Angeles.
0: Oh, you are in LA. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. I haven't I, I haven't been able to make my way out there in a while. It's, I mean, COVID has kind of locked a lot of the yeah you know things that we can do, and and uh, I haven't been out there in a while. But, um, I, I think what I wanted to start off with is you're you're a former hockey player. Yes. That is okay. That's interesting. Where is where so so as a hockey player, did you grow up on the West Coast?
1: Um, well actually I was born in Massachusetts. Oh. And then uh yeah, I, I moved from Mass out to Arizona. And um it's funny, Arizona was actually where I got into uh competitive hockey, which you wouldn't, uh, you wouldn't Arizona. guess, but um,
0: yeah. <laughs> of all the places in the world, that would be not. The place that Like Canada? No, no.
1: <laughs> yeah, Arizona. Yeah.
0: I, I actually, uh, I lived, I lived in Massachusetts for a little bit when I was a kid, out, out in Waltham. So.
1: Oh yeah. 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 Absolutely.
0: Um, so you, so you got into competitive hockey. So as a. Mm-hmm take me back like as a teenager where you was sports where you were planning on going like is that something that you were were you heavy in the sports like
1: um you know actually i uh my first love was actually filmmaking um and acting um yeah i um i started acting when i was seven years old um my yeah yeah my uh my older cousin um I think he's, he's almost 10 years older than me, but um, when he was in high school, he was in drama and he was uh, making um, films and stuff with his friends for fun. And when we would go together, um, you know, for family reunions and um, holidays and stuff, uh, he would gather the cousins and the friends and he'd make a movie with all of us. And uh, sometimes we'd recreate Hollywood films in our own vision as kids (laughs) or we'd, you know, uh write and create our own original stories, and uh yeah, so that's how we got into it,
0: so did you study so um, like you said your first time was seven years old, were you um in acting school or were you taking any classes at all, or was it kind of like just the the family like the family and friends kind of thing first, and then kind of moved into it later?
1: um yeah, i um, uh, I started just he, he kind of was just like you're gonna be in my movies and um like
0: super (laughs) eight i (laughs) guess
1: yes i was like okay i'll I'll, I'll try he convinced me he was like you know because i always had a big imagination so i was always you know playing pretend and playing with my toys and whatever as a seven-year-old and um he's like well this is the same thing this will be playing pretend you'll be playing a character but we'll just be filming it and you'll have to follow the story i was like oh okay well if you put it that way yeah i'll be in your movie this kid sounded like he
0: had a career in politics he he knew how to (laughs) how to get the people into the into the uh he should have been i mean he should be a producer i mean perfect
1: um what yeah so um so So then to answer that question um yeah i i I hadn't gone into any classes or or um hmm uh studies I, I was just kind of thrown into it, and uh yeah just just really liked it
0: so was there kind of like uh, so when did you get into hockey
1: hockey um i was uh taught to skate at uh, about four and a half uh by my dad who played in the minor leagues in uh, massachusetts oh wow and um i didn't like it i uh I learned to skate and i I was doing youth hockey, but i just i didn't enjoy it so um, I tried pretty much every other sport, um, oh, really? and, uh, it wasn't until my dad got relocated out to Arizona for work. Um, I started watching the, uh, then Phoenix coyotes after they moved there from Winnipeg and, um, they were like eight minutes away. Their practice rink was about eight minutes from our house in Arizona. So my dad and I would go watch them practice. And then I was like, you know what, this, this is really cool. And um I want to try being a goalie this time. So a goalie. Um whoa. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I so yeah.
0: I have to say, so um so when I was in college, so I played four different sports. I played basketball, football, oh, wow. ran track, and baseball. And um wow. and hockey was not on my radar at all, you know, a good friend of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like, oh, it's great. You got to come see it. So he he would take me to Devil's Games during the holiday breaks oh, yeah. of college. Yeah, And that mm-hmm. was when I learned how much of true, like, I got to believe that being a hockey player, to me, mm-hmm. feels like they're the best athletes on the planet. And the reason why I say that is because. That puck is just this small, man, and it's flying around at like a hundred miles an hour. People are yeah. trying to basically molest you on the ice, and you're mm-hmm. expected to, you know, and they're and they're moving at such speeds. I'm like, dude, the, the coordination is unreal. Yeah. I, yeah, I, it, I, it's it's
1: It Really? I give is. You a lot of um, credit.
0: I give you a lot of credit for playing that.
1: No, oh, thank you, but I mean, you know the other sports i mean they they all have their you know um their difficulties, like i mean baseball I, I never really got into baseball and basketball i I played t ball as a kid, but I never got into competitive baseball mm-hmm. but I remember uh when I was playing pro hockey, one of my friends uh was pitching for the Phillies, and um and he was like, you know let's let's trade one day you put on." you know, you go in the bat. you know, the batter's box and I'll throw some pitches at you. You try to hit them. And then another day I'll put on your goalie gear and I'll go in the net and I'll try to stop pucks. I'm like, (laughs) okay. And, uh, I just remember like facing a a major league pitchers stuff is like, I, I, can't even explain how terrifying it is.
0: Yeah, it's it's <laughs> insane, especially if they, um, if they have off-speed pitches or if they've thrown a, a high 90. Like, my father played professional baseball, and the best he ever explained to me was he's like, when the ball comes out the glove, there's maybe about a second that looks like a golf ball, and then before you know it, it's behind you. <laughs> it's a, he's like yeah. it's the scariest thing that will ever happen to you if if a pitcher ever throws at you
1: <laughs> oh it, it, it's so true um and you know this this pitcher he um he threw he threw a change up a fastball and a mm. slider and i remember when i faced his slider it looked like he was going to throw it in the stance and then it there it is in the glove yeah yeah it's
0: like one place when you go to try to hit it and by the time you swing it's it's, it's down here somewhere oh yeah <laughs> it's insane insane I, that you know it's it's one of the reasons why like baseball's you know um it never was like my favorite sport to play but um mm-hmm. but I, I got begged i got begged by the coach to, to try out for the team because he saw me on the football field and, and, and oh, sure. yeah. So I was like, he's like, so you can either, he's like, well, you can either play for us or I can tell the, the, your, your coach, your football coach that you were playing intramural basketball last year. it's like, that's up to you? <laughs> Cause I'm pretty sure you're not supposed to be doing that. So it's pretty I'm like, that's blackmail. He's like, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah um when so when did you started when did you start down the road as a you know to become more of a serious actor like when did what was your first entry point to that
1: sure uh well i started um in in college i started studying uh i got into theater and film and acting in college and uh that's when I was just, I really started thinking about it. Like, you know, this is really kind of like rekindling my passion from a kid, um, into this. And I said, you know, this is something I'm really, I, I do really love. And, um, you know, at the time I was, um, <clears throat> you know, I, I was playing hockey in college and, and I, I, you know, my main focus was, all right, well, I'm, I'm going to go play pro. And I thought, you know, um, the time you know this this all the on screen stuff might come in handy because I thought you know maybe I'll be an analyst or maybe I'll be a commentator or whatever when I'm done, right. but that was just kind of more of um you know just thought still to hockey, but then when I realized you know what hockey was something I was good at, and yeah, I did like it, but my real true passion was always acting, mm. and it took me a little bit to figure it out um and then I had a string of injuries when I was playing in in pro and um, it just got me thinking, I was like, you know, um, I didn't think that after four years I'd be running into, you know, career ending injury problems. And uh, that's when I was like, you know what, what's the other thing that I Mm -hmm. love doing? And the other thing, it was an easy answer, it was was acting. And uh, so I said, you know what, I'm just gonna quit while I'm ahead um, because I, I, you know, I don't want to destroy my body. So I just figured, you know what, I'm just going to hang them up and uh, I'm going to go full out after acting. So that's what I did. Yeah. That's uh,
0: usually like, I, I'm right there with you because I always, I love watching football. I love watching basketball and I still play basketball, but not competitively just for fun. But I do not regret not going pro. Like at all because, you know, not I. I've no like knock on wood. I never had like a serious injury, but I was like six to one hundred and seventy pounds. I was like a a wet pencil, and (laughs) if I'd have played in the NFL, they would have killed me. And I'm like, you know, there's nothing like an injury to kind of reset your in in the pros to you know or in, in sports to reset. Your priorities, you know what I mean, because that's a lot of sure. rehab, and then like you know, if it's serious, it could be more than a year, and it's just it's a lot of grind. Eventually, that your body goes yeah. through, you know. So, and if you have other talents, that's oh, so true. Take advantage of those talents when you say,
1: um Sure, it's so true. I mean, you see all the football guys that um, they finish their careers and just how banged up their bodies are. Um, yeah, yeah, and. You know, the other thing that I you know, I, I've talked to a lot of my friends about and and um uh, that were were in hockey and weren't in hockey was um the issue that also plagues football is uh the head injuries. Yeah. Um you know, not until recently did people start realizing that, you know what, um that's the scariest thing of the whole the whole bunch yeah. in the contact sports is is the head trauma.
0: Yep. Yeah, and I that I always think about that because I literally I would have been in the league, right around the same time had concussions where no one really was paying mm-hmm. attention to them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so sure. you know I knock on wood every day that I didn't go that I didn't choose that path to, uh, of my road. So, um, so you're in college. You're taking theater and film classes mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. learning your craft. Um, what was your first role like um after uh, after college or was college uh my first what was your like were or were your first roles during college
1: Oh um well my first role during college uh i took a um a theater class and um it was uh it was advanced theater and mm. it was really fun our our teacher for our uh, final she said, um, what you're going to do now, everyone, you have to pair up, um, whether it be people in this class or be friends and, um, you need to cast a play. Um, you need to write the play. You need to direct the play and you need to produce the play. Mm. And so it was teaching you all aspects of putting together a production. And, um, it was, it was a lot of work. I mean, um, that's when I first realized, okay, well, it's a lot of work to put together a production. Um and um oversee it and but you know what, after doing it, it was so fulfilling after we did it and we put it up on stage and we got that um, you know, that audience response. Mm. Um it was such a great feeling. And um that was that was a huge thing for me at that point. Um and then i I did more theater stuff and then once i got out of college um my first like bigger job out of college was um i did a string of commercials for various sponsors for um pro hockey so yeah so i got to do some acting and you know it was part of you know the hockey thing like i did um I did an Adidas commercial because they they did all the jerseys for uh the league and then um I did a Gatorade commercial. I did a Toyota commercial that's a sponsor for the league. Um so yeah, and then uh Barbersall. I did a Barbersall shaving oh. commercial. Um so yeah, so a lot of commercial ads that were both, you know, uh required some acting and uh required, you know, the fact that I was a hockey player.
0: Yeah, commercials so. were mine too. I think uh I think one of the first things I did was a UPS commercial during the Olympics. Oh, sure. I think it was.
1: Oh, it that's was, a great spot.
0: Yeah, it was pretty good. But man, it was, it was, a, I remember that day like it was yesterday. It was, I think it was like 97 degrees outside when we were shooting it. And it was like, um, oh, wow. so while we were waiting for all of our turn to be shot, um, we were, had to sit on these metal benches. Like you know, like this bitches oh, at football. It was sure. brutal,
1: dude. It
0: was so brutal. I was like, mm, yeah.
1: Yeah, do
0: I really want to do this?
1: <laughs> That'll yeah. test you right there.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. The early. I always feel like your early days of your career are are made to kind of test whether you really want it or not. And if you can get through those early maybe two or three years you know and and then you've you're over that kind of that hump of sorts of proving ground um sure because it's tough i mean obviously you you know it's being an actor is you know people don't think of it as tough but it's it's tough when you're starting out it's hard to get the roles that you necessarily are looking for and those kind of things
1: oh it's tough yeah you, yeah you know exactly um yeah it, it's a grind for sure uh, but i mean you know for for creative types it, it's you know it's so fulfilling mm. um like if i i find that if i'm not creating in some capacity i'm, I'm just not um i'm not feeling my best and uh and I, I just i started to realize that you know years ago and um i noticed that with a lot of artists whether it be you know musicians actors Mm. um you know painters any of it yeah
0: absolutely so who who were who were some of the people that you drew inspiration from um in your career early on sure
1: um my favorite actor um when i was young and all throughout my career um definitely he's been a big part of my inspiration is uh, Johnny Depp. Um, oh, yes. Love I me just, some Johnny Depp. Oh, he's phenomenal. Um, it, it's it's one of those things. It's What's been so fascinating to me is I like the fact that he came in and um, he just wanted to play characters. And, you know, they kept trying to get him to play uh, the certain, you know, just good-looking, clean-cut, leading man type. And he really wasn't interested in doing that. Um, you know, he did he did a few, like Crybaby, and, you know, right. he, he did a few of those. But, like, you see, right away, he went into, like, Edward Scissorhands, and he went into these other roles where it was more about the art rather than um, him. Right. And um, I always really respected that in him, of how serious he took his craft um and was always pushing boundaries like i feel like he never he never takes the safe approach or the safe choice for performance and i i admire that
0: mm-hmm. yeah Uh, he was um one of the actors who i really enjoyed watching when i was young as well as a as an actor and um i got to meet him like once um when I, like early in my oh, career cool. um when I was trying to figure out what part of the industry I wanted to be in, I actually worked in special effects. And oh, wow. one of the shows we, I, um, I ended the first, one of the first shows I ever worked on was 21 Jump Street. So, no and, um, that's when I, you know, so he was young then. He was, he's, he was mad. He was mad cool. Just a, just a very chill dude, very, very just, just exactly as you expect them to be you know and um sure. yeah he me and my best friend we were like we are big johnny Dupp fans so i am right there with you on that as um and edward scissorhands he was he was you know he's so dope in that so you know
1: yeah that that's so cool you got to you got to be a part of uh 21 jump street because that was really his kind of mm-hmm. launching point um Yep. You know, he had done, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street, and I think Platoon at yep. that point. But Twenty One Jump Street is what really, you know, made him a household name. Um That's yep. yep. so really cool. You got to see that.
0: And 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 uh, I've interviewed. I've already interviewed three of the actors from Twenty One Jump Street already. I'm I'm I'm, I'm no working way. on trying to get the rest. <laughs> so that
1: is so cool.
0: Yeah, Dustin was on last year. Um I just um interviewed Kamala um who was on a couple episodes. I've talked mm-hmm. to um uh what's uh Holly Robinson. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh you know, it's one of my it's my it's actually my all time favorite T V show, but we won't fanboy. I won't fanboy that so <laughs> <laughs> that's all
1: right. Little fanboying never hurt anybody. <laughs> <laughs> so um
0: so i came across this was uh, i came across an a, an article an interview you were doing you did mm-hmm. and this was i was i wonder it was about your character apache in Obscura, mm-hmm. and yeah. um told you that you said this was a big achievement for you to play a native American character um mm-hmm. Is that important to you and, and like at some point to be able to do that like again to because there aren't there aren't a men there aren't many roles for like no, in none. Hollywood you know that for Native Americans and um I would you know I, I think having you know those role having more roles would be fantastic would that be something that you that would interest you to kind of be able to take on down the road
1: oh absolutely um you know i i've i've played characters that have had um like a, a little bit of a native cultural flair to them right. but never a character that was identified as being a native right and um This was the first one, and it was it was such a fun experience. Um, Mm. And the character itself was just tremendous. Mm. I'm I'm really excited. The film should be out. The film is called Obscura and um, the film will be out this summer. Uh, That's what the production company said. It'll be a summer release. Nice. Um, So, yeah, I mean, that's something I I would love to revisit. And like you said, there's not a lot of, not a lot of native roles, but you're starting to see more now. Um, And um, in that show 1883, I really loved how, um, you know, the the character Sam in 1883, really what a wonderful light they put a native character in a, um, a pioneer story. Because, you know, the old films, the old pioneer films, you know of that substance back in you know the the olden days uh natives were always viewed as being the enemies the the bad guys the right and in this you know in this show it's shown that no it's not the case um you know there's uh i don't know i i just i really loved it i loved what taylor sheridan did with that show um Mm. and uh even yellowstone too um but um I love that it's starting to kind of change the view of how um Hollywood is is portraying and, and using native characters. I think it's great. Yeah,
0: those are those are two excellent shows. Very well written, very well written shows. And um mm-hmm. and you're right, there are there are a lot more opportunities being created for a lot of different cultures, not just you know, Native mm-hmm. American, which
1: Oh absolutely.
0: Which is good. Um Asian the Asian community have got a ton of shows on uh what's that new show uh Reservation Dogs which um you know is actually a pretty decent well-written show as well um hopefully you know Hollywood keeps it up and they keep doing stuff that you know will kind of show diversity and 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 truer to the characters so
1: sure and I I love that um the, the fact that there's so much diversity um mm. that's being pushed for now um you know all different cultures are getting all different voices and um they're being allowed to create content that is true to their voices and it's created by um people within their culture which yeah. i think is is great um it's a huge step forward for everyone um yeah. you know and and the other thing is i i feel that you know society now if you look at um society in general we are a big melting pot of all different um you know uh, you know people from all over the world yep. and it's it's one of those things i feel that um you're starting to see that portrayed in film and tv now where now it's it's not just a, a few races now right. it's you're seeing as many races as they can possibly get portrayed which is real that's right that's Realistic to to real life, so I I, I really like that.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I love it too. I there's nothing better than to see a room full of different individuals on on a not just like you, to your point, not just in front of the screen, but behind the screen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, behind the camera, um, making those decisions because I think that's that's the world, that's where we live in, and we should should be representative. Sure. Um, I agree, hundred percent. You have a lot of stuff coming out. <laughs> you have been, you must be one of the hardest workers in Hollywood. I mean, you've the, the the squad, Pretty Boy Space Hunters. Um and then you said I guess you're going to be working on a, a a western soon?
1: Yes, um I'll be starting a western in April. Uh it's uh called Dead River. Um and it's by the same production team that did Obscura. Okay. Um so I'm I'm really excited to to reunite with them and um I'll be playing a character that's based on a real life um character a real oh, life hi. gunfighter in the old west um if you look him up he's uh he's got a pretty cool origin story um john wesley harden mm-hmm. um he uh some historians say he he was the most deadly outlaw um ever recorded in the old west wow um but you know, you don't know. There's a lot of stories back then, and right. you don't you don't know what's what's truly accurate because sometimes the stories came from right. the outlaw.
0: Whoever um, lives writes the writes the history, right?
1: So. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. So that's um, it, and it's not a it's not based in fact on him. It's just uh, based on some um, some historical events and um, kind of how he was. But it it's mainly a, a fictitious portrayal of of this man. Um mm. and it'll give us a little bit more liberties, which which is fun. But um That's cool. It's gonna be a fun old Western. It it'll be like we really wanted to do something that's um like the Westerns that we grew up on. Um and uh that's what we're aiming for. So it should be fun. Do you have a
0: like are there any genres that you prefer to kind of work with because um like like western sci-fi action because i feel like because you have like um i mean you have a martial art background you got some you've got a lot of physical skills i saw you lifting that heavy tire and turning things over pretty easy so uh-huh. you're pretty pretty physically strong um so you could do you could do action if, like pretty much easily like are there are there any genres that you like like working in or something that you'd like to do that you haven't done yet
1: um i would um i'd like to get more into tv as well um i like mm-hmm. the idea of tv um i would love to honestly do anything that taylor Sheridan's doing uh, i just what he is doing in TV right now is just incredible, um mm-hmm. and I I really like Yellowstone. I really like 1883, and I I really like The Mayor of Kingston as well. I don't know oh, if yeah, you've seen that one, but it's very good. Yeah, it's a good one. Um, I honestly, and he goes back all the way to Sons of Anarchy as far yeah. as writing and and um, so he, really anything that he's developing or, or doing, I'd I'd love to be part of. Um, but I like the Western feel. That's mm. something that I've I've always liked. Um this the past two years have been kind of a um it's been kind of a fun experimental launch for me. Like I I did um Obscura, which is a um like action, um a little bit of sci-fi, but primarily an action film, action thriller. Right. And then I did Space Hunters, which is an action sci-fi. Right. Um and then Pretty Boy, which is horror. Um, and then Dead River, which is a period Western. So it's like, I've been really trying to diversify um, not only what I'm doing, but the kind of characters I'm playing. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, so, yeah, I, right now I'm just kind of in the point where I'm trying to just challenge myself um, artistically to, to try to take on different characters and different genres. and um, and uh yeah
0: speaking of the last two years how has has covid kind of thrown a monkey wrench into anything that you were doing over the last last couple of years
1: it definitely uh it definitely did um it it made things complicated for sure mm-hmm. um oh i forgot the squad too um oh, yes the squad. the squad was a another fun one um the squad was was based on a true story um oh In 1979 in Houston, um, the Houston PD formed a group called the Chicano Squad. And it was the first all Latin uh, undercover police group that had ever been formed. And Mm -hmm. uh, these detectives were all young Latin males that were handpicked to infiltrate the cartels. And um, so I played uh, one of the uh, squad members. and um, it was a lot of fun. So th- that was a crime drama. Um, hmm. So in the last two years, it's kind of, I've been trying to just take on as much stuff as possible. Um, but in in saying that, yes. Um, so we filmed that in Houston. And that was, uh, I think, was a few months ago, we, we wrapped that one. Hmm. And um, it, it's interesting to see, like that was done in texas and um texas was definitely different as far as the restrictions and all that than california and and, uh we shot obscura in um nevada and they had their own um their own restrictions so it was interesting to see um you know working in different states different cities um each one had their own you know own hurdles that we had to get through but um ultimately, you know, we, we got them done and th- that was a big testament to all the filmmakers. Mm. So,
0: yeah, I, every time I, I've, I've talked to a bunch of filmmakers in the last, you know, six, eight months or so. And we always, everyone has their, every, we, everyone has a story. Like there's, everyone has sure. at least one story of something that's happened to them because, or something they've had to stop or you know, a project that's been put on hold because of COVID. It's just been very weird two years. And uh, Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people are happy to be getting back to work right now. So
1: it's fun to see
0: all these projects coming out.
1: Sure. Um, Yeah. It's, uh, it's nice to see things are starting to catch back up with content creation, which mm. is, which is great. What, um, what so? I know I've seen
0: on your IMDb that you've done some pr- producing as well. Um, is that something that you continue to do, or like because I know you know, like for me, one of the things I did was I got tired of not getting roles that I liked so. I started writing and, and producing my own stuff, and I think that's probably kind of like the norm now. Like a lot of actors are self-producing, um, sure. or, or at least producing not not even stuff that they're doing, but just as a way to to kind of keep creating.
1: Sure. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like for me, it's been it's been a really fun. Experience, You know, I I like to be involved in, you know, the everything creative as far as, you know, the film goes. But um, I've always had kind of a gift as far as connecting people and Mm. um, bringing people together creatively. So producing wise, I really like introducing and bringing people together to put a project together. Um, That's that's kind of like my. Uh, my favorite thing to do is is introducing, you know, good artists, to other good artists, and producers to other producers, and um, and just kind of putting a package together. That's that's kind of like that's kind of what I like doing. Um, so kind of the more um, of the front of pre-production, you know, getting people connected and then helping put things together.
0: Mm, yeah, that's, that's
1: fun. Fun for me.
0: That is that is actually like a lot of the same, same for me. Uh, I, you know, people will contact me, Hey man, I'm looking for a cinematographer. Hey man, I'm looking for sure some actors for this. i Hey man, you know, so I just, I put them together and then I move off, you know, and um, sure. just let them do your thing. You know, it's funny. Um, me and you know, someone, we have, we have a common connection, which I did not know, um, Jim Germanuk, who Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, um, absolutely. I've known him for a number of years. He, I used to host a lot of industry events here in the city. So um, he would come and he actually spoke at one or two of my events, actually. So oh. he's good. He's good people.
1: He really is. Um, I talked to Jim um, a few months ago. I know he was on a he was traveling all around for a little while. He was uh, going on a big road trip, mm. but yeah, really good guy.
0: Yeah, is there, really guy. um, is there anything that's, you know, um, that excites you right now about the future? <laughs> well before i ask you that question there is actually something Mm -hmm. i don't know if you can answer this question because we'll see because it's on your imdb but it it drew my it drew my eyes the first thing i saw which was this project called x-men children of the atom
1: oh yes um so that's a um that's a project that these uh these really cool filmmakers out of massachusetts um do these really great um they're very high-end fan films Mm. and so they like to add in characters and storylines that are are true to the comic books and recreate some of these stories and so they are in the process of um putting funding together to shoot a film that's introducing a lot of x-men characters that people (laughs) love but have never seen them on the screen right and um so anyway, they, they reached out to me and, uh, they were like, you know, if we get the funding together, we put this thing together. Is this something you'd be interested in doing? I'm like, uh, yeah, I love the X-Men. So, awesome. um, so yeah, so fingers are crossed, um, <laughs> that, uh, we, uh, we, we get to play in that realm.
0: That's awesome. I mean, I love the, fan-made projects some some of them are mm-hmm. quite good and a number of them well, end up are an inspiration for other for actually you know studio projects so you sure. know that's not a bad thing to be associated with that's cool glad that uh, that you're hopefully hopefully you'll get to do that and if you do i definitely have got to watch because i'm a huge comic book fan was a comic book artist at one point so oh,
1: no. what uh who did you do art for
0: so I used to do uh inks and some pencils for Marvel and DC and and wow. you know the comic book industry is such that a lot of artists will kind of like send each other work to kind of work on each other stuff so mm-hmm. Rubenstein John Byrne Jim Lee um Sinkowitz, uh neil adams all these dudes they just kind of like exchange pieces and say hey man i did this 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 pencil of you know wolverine versus Sabretooth or whatever and would you like to ink it for me and you know so yeah that was um that w- i was i was in college when i was doing that so um, that is so cool my brother yeah. my brother was a comic artist my brother's best friend was a comic artist my best friend was a comic gar- we are all comic book artists hanging out so nerds
1: that is so cool <laughs> um you know i mean i i grew up on comic books i i i love them um and it, it's funny you'll probably appreciate this hmm. uh one of the films i did a few years back it was called alpha wolf and um I did it with Casper Van Dien, um oh, wow. Starship Troopers and Yeah, yeah. Um it's a, it's a fun like 80s werewolf throwback film. It's a, like a horror mm. comedy. It, it's I love it's that. a fun little movie. Um but the director was Kevin Van Hook who created Bloodshot.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. That's interesting. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know he did that.
1: Yeah, he's um he's directed quite a few things, um, and uh, that was a really fun project. So I figured I'd I'd throw that out there. You'd probably appreciate it. Um, oh yeah, it's uh it's got a a fun feel to it, and and Kevin's a great guy. Um, just uh, and I know he's um he's always he's always dabbling back in the the comic book world, um, but his yeah his work is his work is phenomenal. Um, yeah, and then. I have another friend um he's actually uh my best friend since preschool mm. um he worked for DC in um New York as well um his name is uh, Matt Humphreys. and uh Matt worked there I think he I don't know when he retired he he left DC a few years ago but mm. young guy he's my age um okay. but um yeah it's it's funny um you know I I grew up you know, him and I used to read comic books all the time. He got into it. And then, um, you know, it's interesting how many comic book people are in film. Oh, uh, yeah. I find that, that's so great. You I mean, look at McFarlane. So
0: yeah, McFarlane, I've got sitting literally right next to me, I have a collection. I collect books. So my, my block boxes oh, yeah. are here with my books. And McFarlane is, McFarlane, I think I might've been, when he came on the scene, I would have been in eighth grade, ninth grade, something mm. like that. Um, I forget, but I remember him being such an inspiration because when he started, he was very young. I mean, I think he was oh, yeah. 17, 18 years old or something like that. And um, he was the guy who we pointed at and went, I I want to do what he does. You know, I want to be like this dude. And um yeah. Just uh but I was at the time I was already i think I was still i was i might have been working on daredevil i think i'm not sure i so all of these you know the in game infinity wars, all of these comic books that you see on the sure. screen are based on comic books that I worked on at some one one point in time, so it's the best wow. when I can go to a a movie and sit there and watch. These stories that I've been waiting to come for like thirty years, <laughs> you know. So
1: that is so cool. What a what a cool thing to see the work that you put in years ago finally come to fruition to that level. That's that is so cool.
0: Yeah, my brother probably has even more stories than I do. I mean, what, I'll tell you this quick story. He he has this letter that he holds on to. Um, I think it might have been like 97, 98, somewhere around that time. These two dudes he wrote my brother, typed my brother a letter and sent it to him and asked him if he would be the, do the pencils for their new book that they were going to be putting out. Mm-hmm. And my brother at the time was like, he was working for the city of Newark. He was doing comic books. So he had his own book that he was putting out. So he was like, I don't have time for this. you know. Thanks guys, you know, don't have, time but good luck on your book
1: mm-hmm.
0: 20 years later Teenage Ninja Mutant Turtles
1: no way yeah Peter
0: both Eastman and Laird wanted him to pen, be the, the guy to work on their book and my brother still holds on to it if he ever sees this podcast he'll probably ask me to delete no um, <laughs> but he has he still has the letter because he's like as a reminder of things that you should never pass up the opportunities while you have them.
1: So, sure. I mean, that's he, a great lesson. That's a great lesson for all of us.
0: Yeah, he couldn't predict that it was going to happen, but you know, sure. it's just it's just the way it is. So, um this uh one more one more question for for you is um I usually ask something that, you know, the audience might Take some inspiration out of and um, is there anything you would, any piece of advice you would give to an actor who's just starting out trying to kind of you know get their get themselves into like things and, and and network into some opportunities that because you know a lot of actors. They they were like, all right, I want to be an actor. What do you do next? You know, like, like I don't know, get headshots. I don't know. <laughs> that's what I did. I, sure. I went out and got headshots and just sent them out to whoever I could send them out to.
1: Sure. And I mean, that's you know, that's the that's the classic, um you know, approach. I mean, because I mean, headshots are kind of you know, as an actor, it's kind of your your business card in yeah. a sense. Um, and so you got to have good headshots. Um, networking is a huge part of it. I mean, once again, it's, it's a a lot of it is those personal connections that you build, um, you know, and and people, they learn to like you that they learn to like your work. Mm. And, um, you know, they'll give you that call, let's say, or they'll recommend you, they'll say, Oh, yeah, you know, you're looking for this. Oh, I got a guy who can do that. Mm. Um, And I I feel like that goes not just in this business, but in in kind of everything in life. Yep. And I, I feel that yeah, you got to get out there. You got to meet people, you got to network. You got to have people just get to know you. And um, Mm -hmm. you know, once, once they build those relationships um, work will come from it. Um, So I feel like that's a, that's a big part of it. And one thing that I've, I've learned as an artist, um, you know, just through working is don't be afraid to just try things creatively. Um, Mm. I feel too many people are afraid. Oh, that might not work. Oh, how's that going to look? You know what? There's always a second take. So I, I, and I feel that that goes with auditions that goes with anything. It's like, you know what, if you get that feeling inside of you to just go for it, to just try something that, you know, you might be afraid in your, um, your subconscious. Oh, I, I might get judged for that. Or, Oh, you know, they might not like it who cares. Right. You know, this is art, you know, we're artists. You got to try things sometimes.
0: Everything and I, I feel um
1: Oh, absolutely. And I I know you can attest to it, but when I was you know, when I was younger, you know, sometimes I wasn't as as you know, confident in um trying something, you know, uh, creatively. Now as I I've gotten a little bit older and I've done it more, I'm just like, you know what? go for it. Just give it a shot. Um, you know, that's how we grow. Yep. Do you,
0: uh, before, before we go, uh, do you, um, do you think being in LA makes it easier networking wise for you? Cause I know there's a lot of people who, um, are other cities like New York or, you know, whatever. And they, you know, I like I have friends who, are actors or directors or producers and they they all like i have my new york people who have made their stake and claim that they're just going to make it here and then i have people who were here and decided to go to la because they felt like there was more i don't know opportunity i don't know if that's the case Mm -hmm. i mean do you feel like it's like a, a a good you know like a uh, easier for you to kind of make those connections there than opposed to being maybe staying in Arizona and trying to do do your career
1: I mean I feel I feel that prior to um uh, the pandemic um a hundred percent I felt right. I feel that you know all the auditions were here pretty much um all the main roles and you know guest stars and all that were all cast out of LA Right. Um, but, you know, now with everything that has gone digital, um, I can't even tell you the last time I've had an in-person audition. Really? Everything is, yeah, everything is digital. Wow. Everything is a self-tape. Um, wow. So, yeah, it, it's really changed everything. Um, and so I feel that, I mean, in that sense, you know, I mean, ultimately, like if, if you're working, if it's a, if it's a last minute booking and and they're wanting to hire you and you got to be on set, you know, in two days, um, you know, that's a little bit more challenging, but, um, I, I feel for the most part, a lot of the productions, they're shooting elsewhere now. I mean, Atlanta, Mm -hmm. Atlanta has become just a giant as far as, um, physical production. I mean, they're shooting almost everything in Atlanta it seems. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I know they're casting, a fair amount of roles in Atlanta as well from what I understand. Yeah. Um, But I still feel like a lot of the big casting directors um, are still in LA. I feel that a lot of the executives are still here. So I feel that still there is some, there's some advantage to being here where you can physically meet people. Um, You can go to events, you can network in person here Um, more so but, you know, I think, I think it's changing a little bit. You've got New Mexico that's come up into a big market. You've got Atlanta that's giant. Um, you've got Canada. I yeah, mean, Canada. Um, yeah. Vancouver and Toronto have become huge production markets. So I, I feel it's changed a little bit. But I know some actors that went home during the pandemic, and they're just like, you know what? All my auditions are self tapes, so I'm just going to hang out at home. Hmm. So wow,
0: I didn't uh, know it, it changed yeah. so drastically. I know there was a fair amount. Like I, I don't think I. I yeah, you know, I guess that's true. I haven't been on a. I haven't actually been on a live audition in two years now. And that's right. Wow, I didn't even think about that. Everything. Yeah, everybody keeps submitting by video.
1: But just, yeah, everything is self-tape. Everything is digital. Um, you know, I. I personally, you know, I. I like going in the room because too. you, you get to feel the energy, you get to actually connect with the person. And, um, I feel that th- there is an advantage to that in not only the casting director, but also in the actor, I feel right. that there's that exchange of energy where you get to feel like you're in it. Yep. Um, more so than reading to a screen, but that, that's, you know, that's just me.
0: No, I think you're right. I, there's a there's a like i have a um one of my other shows my co-host we all we do these podcasts on movies and he always talks about something he's like he's a big fan of nuance of this you know things that an actor can do in in these little nuances and i feel that's something that can be a little hard to convey on video versus in person and Mm -hmm. to your point that the chemistry between yourself and the people in the room, you know what I mean? Like that right there is just invaluable.
1: Mm-hmm. I agree. Mm-hmm. I a hundred percent agree. And that's, that's something that is born in the physical space. Um, and that's born through actual physical chemistry between you and the per- people you're reading with. Yep. And, and, um, it's hard to convey that I think digitally um when you're just watching it from the other side of the screen. Yep. Um but you know, I I don't think that uh the the, the digital means of uh casting selection is gonna change anytime soon. Yeah. Um you know, but you know, we'll see. I, I think I've heard some casting directors still do really like in person. And I, I think when they can, I think they'll um they'll reintroduce it maybe for callbacks or, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. But um I maybe I think it makes video, their job
0: video kind of yeah. like is a weeding out process and then yeah. You know,
1: so it's, I feel that it does it does give a benefit to the casting department, um, at mm. least in the, the preliminary round, because they can see more people and they can get the numbers down. And then for the callbacks that they can really kind of see, okay, well, let's see what this person's energy is like, or let's see how they are in person. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see.
0: Uh, what's, what's next for you? What, what are you working on now that you uh, can share with us?
1: Right now I'm just getting ready uh, to start in the next few weeks uh, production on uh dead river. So um, Where we'll you, be,
0: uh, where's that shooting uh, or,
1: in new mexico
0: new mexico okay yeah
1: so we'll be shooting in new mexico and i believe part will be shot in arizona mm-hmm. um so i'm i'm really excited it's uh like i said it's i've always wanted to do a period western and uh this is uh you know this is a big first for me in, in a lot of ways so i'm, I'm pretty pumped
0: sounds like I, I feel like shooting a western would be really fun i don't know I like i mm-hmm. love westerns man i just they're just I don't know. There's just something about a good Western, man. It's almost I feel I. It's like um, to me, it's like comfort food for the brain. I don't know how to explain oh, that. Absolutely. You know. Yeah.
1: And I grew up um, watching
0: all all these different westerns. So.
1: Oh, well, me too. My dad and I grew up watching mainly Eastwood, uh, yes. but I yes. did watch some John Wayne. Yep. Um, but yeah, the Eastwood westerns were were great. Um, and you know it's funny going back to um there was a there was a book um uh snyder um did a book uh american vampire oh yeah did you see that book it it starts out as a western yeah and uh it's a lot of fun
0: somebody somebody needs to make that like uh that's what i'm saying why is that somebody's not that, that that would be dope that would be really that would be really good actually <laughs> yeah hmm uh, If someone is listening there you go there's your next new i new i give a lot of ideas out on my podcast someone should be rich mm-hmm. by now that's a great that's a great yeah. idea
1: yeah you know it was funny i was staring at it the other day it's a, it's a great book um and uh i was i was going through it and you know the artwork is is phenomenal but mm. um you know going through the idea of following vampires from their conception all the way through time is such a cool idea mm-hmm. um and that that first book where it's him in the old west um it's just so fun um I think would be a great film or a great TV series, either one. It would one. be a
0: great TV series cuz then what you can do is each se- each season is a different period, you know. Mm-hmm. You can go through the old west you can go through the, you know, the the sure. Middle Ages, you can go I mean it just be all these different eras of oh, vampirism. Yeah. That would be that would be really good. I would watch that for I sure. Mean,
1: I would watch it for sure, yeah. And, um, and I mean I love Blade. the book, no stop. I'm kidding. <laughs> Yeah, that was <laughs> blade. Keep it in the in the uh comic book world.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there you go. <laughs> uh well dude, this was so much fun. I'm so glad we got to have this conversation. Um Me too. This was a blast. You're you're you have you're like I said, you're working you're doing so much stuff and I hope that you get Someone needs to. I'm whoever's listening to this. Please cast this this man on either Yellowstone or 1883, because I think you would be fantastic. fan-tastic. Thank you very much. Um, and I'm looking forward to seeing what else comes of you. I want to. At some point, I want to be sitting here watching the Oscars, and be like, I interviewed that
1: dude. <laughs> <laughs> that's what. That's, that's that's my aim. That would be amazing. Um, you know, kind of every actor's dream, but, um, you know, I mean, it's for me. And I I think it's just the fulfillment of, of getting to work. I I always feel grateful every time I I get to work. Um, and, um, you know, getting to create, is just, it's, you just get that, that feeling. It's just, it's so wonderful when you get to Get to create it in any medium. Like um, I'm, I'm sure you felt the same when you were uh, working on books. Yep. You know.
0: One question: Do you, are are you do you watch your own stuff, or are you a person that kind of like does it and then like leaves it alone? Because I'm on the ladder.
1: I I sometimes have a hard time because when I watch it, I go back to remembering the thoughts that I had when I was filming it. When and I'll still remember some of them where, where I'll do I'll do a take. And sometimes we were burning time and we only had time to do one take. Right. And I just remember we we shot the take. And afterwards, you know, the director was like, all right, we got to move on. And I'm thinking to myself, I would have liked to have tried something different. Um, And so when I go back and watch some of my scenes, I'm just like, "Oh, I wish I had done this different. And I end up beating myself up over it. Yeah. Um, so sometimes I think it's just the perfectionist in us as artists they are just like, oh well, I would have liked to have tried this a little bit different, or you know, um and I that goes back to what I was saying earlier is you know, um don't be afraid to just go for it. Yeah. And I, I think that's one thing that I had to learn, you know, I think every artist has to learn the hard way is if you're holding back creatively you know, creatively. A lot of times you're going to kick yourself in the butt over it later, mm. um, and I tend to do that. So sometimes I don't watch my work if I feel like I, um, I missed opportunities to, to push it creatively as far as the performance goes. Gotcha.
0: Yeah, it's I don't watch it because, yeah, I I know I'm going to be self-critical, like, and and. Everyone else is like, "Oh, it's great," but I, but you know, like you said, there's like just, just a part of you that goes, "I could have done this, or I could have added that, or I could." Have. So I just mm-hmm. let let it let it stand, and you know, at some day, someday, like I have a whole box of either DVDs and VHSs and whatever stuff that I've done. At some point, mm-hmm. I will sit down and watch it and just when I've separated myself long enough from it where I can just kind of watch it go by going, Oh, okay. it was all right. right was all right. <laughs> sure. Sure.
1: Oh yeah. I get that.
0: Yeah. Well, dude, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Um, this was sure. fun. Um, everybody. It was. Um, yeah. I, you should follow Tyler on Instagram and Twitter at actor underscore Tyler underscore
1: G. Thank you so much. I, I really appreciate you having me on.
0: I appreciate you taking the time and speaking with me because I know how busy you are. Um, yeah, man.
1: That would man. be really cool. I really appreciate that.
0: Anytime, dude. Anytime. I'm like I said, we we all got we're all we're all trying to make content. It helps if we all help each other move forward. So
1: so true. Um, so true.
0: Well, sir, thank you so much for being on the show. Um, everyone, please follow him again on Instagram and Twitter. Or check out his website at tylergulant.com. As for me, you can find me at Darren Jenkins 919. This was dropped to Mike Tyler, thank you so much for being on the show. Everybody stay safe. We'll talk to you in the next episode.